Hello and welcome to An Image is Worth a Thousand Words. My name is Rob and don't forget to check out the rest of my blog posts on my website at robhextor.com. It's a cold day, waiting for the tram and uh, a bit advertising. Do I want a new phone? Hmm, maybe I should buy a new phone. Hmm. No. I don't want to see advertising when I'm waiting for the bus or the tram in this case. And for that matter, I don't really want to see advertising on on the tram. Look at that. It's just one big long advertisement on public transport in a public space. There's a name for this use of public spaces for advertising products and brands. It's called brandalism. If graffiti is vandalism, then this is brandalism. Wouldn't it be great if they put this on the side of a bus or a tram instead of some kind of advert for a mobile phone? Isn't that beautiful? Well, let's get going. Whoops, is that going to stay there? Hello! I was just reading that book by Banksy called Wall and Peace. Fascinating stuff. And here is this week's question. How can street art benefit our communities? Before you start, check that you understand this vocabulary. Pause the video to make sure you understand everything. I took this week's photo some 10 years ago, just as street art was becoming a major part of Victoria City Council's plans to renovate public spaces and attract tourism. Graffiti artists were invited to showcase their talents and demonstrate that there is more to graffiti and street art than simply scrawling your tag on walls and doors. Many people believe that unauthorised street art is vandalism, but street artists such as Banksy, will reply that any advertisement in public space for a product or brand that gives you no choice whether you see it or not is equally invasive and unwelcome. It's called brandalism. It's hard to define exactly what street art is, as it comes in every colour, size and style. Senseless graffiti is an ugly nuisance and an eyesore to residents and passers-by, that has a detrimental impact on the neighbourhood, both aesthetically and in terms of property prices. In other cases, though, street art can be transformative, a democratisation of art that brings creativity to the masses by celebrating local themes and people that are accessible to anyone who strolls through the urban landscape. The history of street art can be traced back to the early 20th century, when artists began to use public spaces as a canvas for their work. Graffiti first emerged in the late 1960s in Philadelphia and New York City as a form of self-expression among young people who wanted to leave their mark on the city. In the 1970s, graffiti artists started to form groups or crews and developed their own unique styles. The revolutionary use of spray paint allowed them to create larger and more intricate pieces. 
By the 1980s, street art had become a global phenomenon, with artists such as Banksy using public spaces to showcase their work and to express political and social messages. By the turn of the century, public authorities around the world had jumped on the bandwagon and were financing interventions to transform otherwise blank walls with colour and light. Instead of feeling dreary or uninterested, people walking through cities could now become inspired and uplifted. So this week's question is, how can street art be beneficial for our communities? Firstly, it can add colour and vibrancy to otherwise dull or neglected areas of a community. Secondly, well thought out and properly executed street art can attract visitors, thus generating revenue for local businesses and bringing economic development to the community. Furthermore, street art can encourage community engagement and involvement. When artists involve community members in the creation of murals, it promotes a sense of ownership and pride. One further benefit can be an increase in real estate prices. Across the world, neighbourhoods that have seen significant street art interventions have experienced an upturn in property values. I thought I'd leave the last words to Banksy, perhaps the most famous of all street artists. The people who run our cities don't understand graffiti because they think nothing has the right to exist unless it makes a profit, which makes their opinion worthless. They say graffiti frightens people and is symbolic of the decline in society. But graffiti is only dangerous in the mind of three types of people – politicians, advertising executives and graffiti writers. The people who truly deface our neighbourhoods are the companies that scrawl giant slogans across buildings and buses trying to make us feel inadequate unless we buy their stuff. They expect to be able to shout their message in your face from every available surface. But you're never allowed to answer back. Well, they started the fight and the wall is the weapon of choice to hit them back. Let's chat about the picture and those ideas. Number one, describe the picture in as much detail as possible. What is the artist thinking as he paints? Number two, how does seeing street art as you walk along a street affect your mood? And seeing advertising? Number three, how has street art developed in your town or city over the last two decades? Number four, in your opinion, what are the differences between graffiti, street art and advertising in public places? Number five, what is your favourite kind of art and your favourite artists? Do you ever paint or draw? And here's a quick activity for you. Think about the street art in your local area. Is it illegal? If not, 
Who paid for it? Describe the best and worst. Thank you for watching. I hope this was useful. Have a great day, a great week, and an absolutely fabulous weekend. Bye. Bye. I'm going to read this a bit more.